Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you? Good. Good uh, I think you got a you got a pretty good topic for us. This I do, week. I do. I've had uh, I've had a few clients recently, um, given given what a wonderful year twenty twenty has been, that um, their adult children have moved home, mm. um, and there's a lot of friction as their adult children move and live home with them. It's a good non pathologizing way friction to put it. friction. Yeah, yeah like it's a good that. mechanical like that. There's term. A, there's yeah. a lot of grinding. <laughs> Um, but I've, I've had a lot of people kind of, uh, reach out recently. Um, and, and even one of our listeners has, has asked for a, an episode about, um, what to do about this situation. Um, and it sounds like she was just really unhappy with the situation altogether. It, it, it sounded like this person wasn't, um, all that approving of their, their child living. Yeah. So paint the picture on this. Like what, what are the, what was this person? What were some of the details of their complaints about why it wasn't going so well having their adult child live at home with them? Um, the the adult child wasn't doing much throughout the day, Hmm. um, causing a lot of work and, uh, stress for the other person. It seems like they just kind of (laughs) nested and, um, left it up to the, uh, parent to deal with it. Clean the room, do their laundry, wash the dishes, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about cleaning the room, but it, it sounded like some some household issues that were yeah. that were going on, and and uh, uh, it sounded like this listener was just none too pleased with the whole arrangement, mm-hmm. which was interesting because um, sometimes you'll find um, parents talking about how frustrating it is that their son won't do their own laundry or or uh, wake up before three p.m. or 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 just plays video games all day, but it almost sounded like this. Uh, parent wasn't happy with the arrangement at all. They just didn't want their child living with them. And that uh, they alluded to this just didn't seem to be a choice for them. And, and they were pretty frustrated with it. Mm. Um, and so there's there's different levels to this type of frustration, I think, um, for sure. But um, I was curious, do you have, what do you tell people when they are frustrated with the behaviors of their adult child? Yeah. So the first thing I do is I just want to get like a a really detailed map of like what is actually going on. Mm. So like, when did they move in? Why? What happened? How did that go? What's going on now? Like, what are the things that really bother you? Um, What have you tried? Like, have you, have you tried talking to them about this? Have you tried implementing, I don't know, plans or consequences or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I really try to just get the, the lay of the land first. Because there are often, um, like you said, there are layers to this. And some of these kind of layers, it's a little bit abstract, but um, there are some interesting conflicts. And so like one that is, it's it's challenging to kind of bring up in a deft or sort of subtle way. But at the end of the day, like if if you're a parent who's frustrated that their adult child is living with them, like you let them live with you. <laughs> There's a choice made. Yeah, you made the choice to mm-hmm. let them live with you. Mm-hmm. And I know it feels like they didn't have any other options and they can't afford anything else. And, but like at the end of the day, I think there has to be some clarity and responsibility about the fact that this was a choice I made, mm, mm-hmm. right? Because I think if you don't, a, there's a, a lot of what I see, and you can tell me if this is true for you, but a lot of what I hear is there's a lot of um, frustration that gets put on you know the kid, the adult child, because they're 
that's the result of not really reflecting on the fact that like, well, part of this is me. Like I, I invited this in to my home. Mm -hmm. Right. And I should have kind of known on some level that maybe this wasn't going to be super easy or there might be challenges with this. So I think if you don't acknowledge that you can end up kind of dumping excess sort of resentment and frustration Mm. onto the kid, which I don't know if that's like fair or not, but it ends up kind of stoking the fires even more and making it harder to have productive sort of conversations about this difficult situation. So you encourage your clients to kind of um, acknowledge that, that they had some choice in here um, because it sounds like in, in doing so you can kind of start correctly proportioning what part is yours and what part is theirs. Yeah. Or just kind of looking at the, for right or wrong, I, I feel like a lot of this, this type of situation tends to get very good guy, bad guy. Like mm. I'm the good guy and they're the kind of lazy. Yeah, that, not, I'm glad you said that. There's a lot of shoulds here and yeah. like have tos that, that seem to come out of these conversations. You and know? I feel like the, the problem is even if you're the parent in this situation, even if that's true, even if you are technically in the right about this, that if you come across that way as very kind of moralizing and sort of you have the high ground and they're the, it is not going to be helpful mm. <laughs> whether it's right or not. Um, and it's probably not as right as you think. <laughs> right. Um, it's not going to be helpful. It's going to make things worse. Right. Um, when you come across as especially sort of judgmental and self-righteous with all this. And it, it happens subtly. Like kids aren't stupid. You know, they're going to pick up on the fact that, you are kind of resentful and kind of judgmental. And, mm. and, and it's just not gonna, again, I think you have to look at this strategically. You, are you like, what do you care more about? Being right or not having your kid live with you anymore? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think at the end of the day, you kind of have to get <laughs> or, pragmatic. Or, or having them live with you in a way that's much more um, acceptable to you. And, sure. and I like what you said. So, so first you get the client to kind of elaborate on the kind of lay of the land. How did this mm-hmm. happen? What's going on? what is it that you're okay with and what is it that you're not okay with? That's often a question that I ask clients um, to really list out what, what are the, what, what about the situation is tolerable for you and that you can accept, you know, you can, maybe some people can say, I can accept that they're, they have to live with me right now, you know, yeah. or they're, or they're choosing and they want to. And um, I can accept that, you know, during COVID and, and the, the reduction in available jobs, you know, that they're going to be here. I don't mm-hmm. love it, but I can accept that. I can tolerate that. And then often you'll see things on the things that they can accept are things like the the kind of lack of responsibility that the, the adult child kind of takes for themselves while living in the home, um, the odd hours, the noises or things like that that are going on that are kind of disrupting the parents' lives are in the other column. Um, but but really helping them kind of figure out what is what is it that they're okay with and what is it that they're not okay with tends to be very helpful as well. Yeah. Um, because often this problem just gets lumped into this, I don't know what to do about this entire problem. And there are aspects of the problem that they're much more tolerant of than others. Well, and I think that that is another example of sort of frustration that gets displaced onto the the kid in this mm-hmm. situation, which is on some level, I think a lot of parents have an intuition that like, hmm, this was a big decision and I probably didn't think about this as much as I should have initially. Mm-hmm. I sort of sort of did it instinctively or impulsively. Mm-hmm. And a part of that is I didn't really think through what are the details of this going to be? Like you're saying, what am I okay with? What am I not okay right. with? What are the, you know, am I, I think, I think a lot of parents go into this thinking of their kid basically as a 17 year old again, 
<laughs> and if they're 26, like, yes, they are living under your roof, but there's a big difference between a 26-year-old and a 17-year-old. Yeah, or, or they, they expect their adult child to act like a 44-year-old. And, <laughs> right. and what they're finding is that their child is is reverted back to some 17-year-old behaviors. And Which makes total sense. Yeah. If you, you know, like, I think everybody, even a 44-year-old, when you go back to, like, your family home and, like, like I mean, think about, like, holiday dinners coming out. Like, there's a dynamic that's Yeah, you, you start into, acting like a 17-year-old again, <laughs> right? Like, this is, we all do this. Right. We, the place. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, th- I think that's really, I like that point about um, really stopping and looking and clarifying for yourself. Wait, wait, before I, before I jump to like what's wrong and what needs to happen, um, maybe I should step back and ask like, well, what do I actually want here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That, I think that's the, the I, I like the lay of the land that you kind of get. And then I get more descriptive about, okay, what are you more tolerant of than, than not? Mm-hmm. And then, and then it becomes kind of a, um, assertive behavior tasks, right? To really communicate what your expectations are um, and and what you're willing and unwilling to do mm. uh, for that adult child. Here's the, and th- this brings us to the, probably the number one problem I see in situations like this is when the, the parent is setting but not enforcing boundaries. <laughs> right. So I see this all the time. Like I hear so much about how they're, they're lazy. They're not doing anything. They're not keeping up their, their end of the bargain. They said they were going to get out of bed and do chores at 8am and they're, you know, it's 1030 and they're still in blah, 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 blah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like I get the frustration. Like sure. that would be super frustrating. Right. The, the problem though, that I see a lot of the times is let's take the example of doing their own laundry. Right. Mm-hmm. So your kid's not doing their laundry. Right. It's like piling up. And just one day you walk by the room and there's so much laundry and you just snap and you say, ah, like this is ridiculous. It's starting to smell. And so what do they do? They do the laundry for the kid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now I get it. This has come out of exasperation, right? Right. But you have to, in moments like these, you have to think like a psychologist. You have to think about what is this behavior, this action I'm taking, what is it teaching or telling my kid, right? And what you're telling your kid is, well, if you just leave it long enough, mom's going to get so frustrated that she'll end up doing it for me. Yeah. Right? Or just and that mom will do my laundry. Exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Right? So you're, you're reinforcing the behavior you're so upset with. Right. Right? If you don't... It, I mean, setting boundaries is cheap. Anyone can set boundaries. It's mm. the enforcing part that's hard. The, yeah, very and, true. And it's especially hard if you don't think through it. So it's not enough just to think about what are the boundaries, which is super important. You got to start there, right? Right. You also have to have a really detailed plan for what am I going to do if slash when these boundaries get violated? Right. What is going to be my response and the consequence here? And am I really willing to follow through on that? Because if you're not, it's worse than not setting a boundary at all. Yeah. Because you're telling them that it's, that my boundaries are there not to be respected or taken seriously. Right, I'm not actually going to fall through. No. Well, this brings us to an interesting fork in the road where a lot of parents that I talk to at this point will say, "How do I convince my son to move out?" Or my, you know, and, and the idea uh, around boundaries that that I'm really clear about is that boundaries are what you are willing to do or not right. do. They are not about convincing other people what they should be doing. Um, but a lot of people want to look at boundaries that way, that I'm going to tell you that, you know, here, the, my boundary for you is that you're going to get a job 
and you're going to go interview for these jobs and you're going to go do these things because you need to get a job and get out of here. It's not a boundary of the demand. <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> and so to really reinforce the idea that boundaries are much more about what your expectations yeah. are and what you're willing and unwilling to do. And that's all you. That really is all you. And so, um, so yeah, no wonder it doesn't work though to, to kind of say, you got to do your laundry and then um, to do this really radical thing and do your child's laundry um, because what you've really just said is I'm not really willing to tolerate your dirty clothes in the laundry room or in your bedroom, um, which you're going to go back and say, I have a boundary about this as you right. hand them their clean clothes and say, you know, my boundary, I don't do your laundry. And that's such a confusing message, I think, to kids. And, and often you see parents in these situations sending these really mixed signals to kids where they're doing their laundry, but also yelling at them, you know, for doing that. Yeah. Or they're, they're cleaning the house and, and they're really angry that their, their child isn't helping, but they're not, there's no follow through on any of the expectations that they have for their kids. Right. And I think a lot of this comes out of a, a kind of idealism. Like the, one of the things I observe a lot in, in these parents who find themselves in these situations is they're like the thought that runs through their head is they're 26. They're an adult. They should know how to do their laundry and be responsible and do chores and, you know, act like an adult. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I often just kind of shrug my shoulders and I'm like, I mean, yeah, that's the ideal where everybody just acts like a mature adult all the time. But like, frankly, that is not life. Like people do not act like mature adults all the time, <laughs> including 26 year olds mm -hmm. who are living back at home again, right? Mm -hmm. Who are very used to, who have spent 18 plus years having lots of stuff just taken care of that for them by yeah. their parents, yeah. right? And now they're back in the exact same situation the dynamic and is so back. it's not totally surprising that they're slipping into these old behaviors. Mm -hmm. And frankly, so are you. Yeah. <laughs> right? By doing all these by by doing the laundry for them when it gets too much or by, you know, not really doing anything when they don't do their chores and just kind of like, you know, grunting and like being passive aggressive, you know, when when they're not doing what you want them to do. So I think it's important to and again, like I I, I know this is I don't want to downplay how challenging this can be for people, but you have to be really realistic. You mm. really have to wipe away all this naive idealism about what should be and like how your kids should be behaving mm -hmm. and really just see things as they are, which frankly is if you always end up doing the laundry for your kid, like they're going to let you keep doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I think that's just human nature for most people. I have this very cliched saying that I tell people a lot, but it, it, and I don't know where I, I didn't create it. I don't know where I got it though. Um, but it's, you get what you tolerate. Mm. And, and so if you're tolerating your, your kid's behavior, that's what they're, they're going to do. They're yeah. going to keep on doing it. And there's no reason or incentive in the world for them to do their laundry if you're going to do it. Bottom line. Right. There is no, and, and, and that's the dangerous thing, I think, when you allow your adult children to move home. And, 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 and granted, I'm, I'm, I'd want to validate that there are maybe are circumstances where you choose to do that, and that's a, that, that might be fine for you. But... The idea is that you, you can create a situation where they just decide to nest and and you're kind of stunting natural development there and, and maturation in a way. Um, codependent um, kind of behavior comes to mind here where you're enabling possibly really poor developmental behavior on the part of your, your child. And, and that's, I think, ideally what parents are trying to stay away from is enabling um, 
non-functioning behavior in their children. Right. Which comes from a good place. Like we don't want our kids to struggle, suffer or struggle, suffer. right? Mm-hmm. Or, or undergo hardship. Um, but that is what matures. Right. It's kind of hard to mature without hardship. Right. Um, like that is, that's kind of part of the deal. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's, that's super important. To, to I'm reminded of that court case, um, maybe from a year or two ago where, where parents had to sue their kid to get them out of their house. Do you remember this? <laughs> No, I mean they took him to court, and and um, uh, it was just it was so ugly and so brutal and very public. But um, yeah, it was really sad. But the court ended up evicting this kid. But um, wow. the idea here is that you do want to provide your kids with some natural incentives mm-hmm. and some natural motivation, and sometimes the boundaries that you put in place might be: I am unwilling to have you live here if you behave this way, or I, or maybe I'm just unliving to have you live here, period, because it's not healthy, and it's not, um, and, and it will actually stunt your development as you mature as in, into a more advanced adult, let's hope. I've actually, on a couple of occasions, I've had parents talk to me um, in anticipation of this. They're thinking about doing it. Their kid has want, mm-hmm. wanted to move back home, but they're kind of on the fence, and they're trying to think through it. And one of my, I don't think I've actually said this to them because I don't, I don't feel like I have enough experience with this, but a thought that goes through my head is, you tell, maybe you tell me what you think about this. Um, I personally, a heuristic or a rule of thumb I would use is I would not let my adult children move back home if I wasn't willing to kick them out at some point. Mm. Like if you really think through that possibility, like could I kick my kids out? And your, your honest answer is no, I just don't think I could do that. I would be very hesitant about letting them move back in mm. because there is a very decent chance you're going to get into that, that situation. And if you can't do it, it's going to be this ugly kind of drawn out contentious situation that you're not, you're going to feel trapped in. Well, and, and, and there it is. I think ultimately what a lot of parents struggle with in these situations is, is what do I do once I've set my boundary and I say, I'm unwilling to, do your laundry or have you wake up at 3 p.m. or play video games all day long and you say, I'm really unwilling to let you engage in this behavior under my roof and they continue to do it. What do you do? Mm-hmm. And, and, and um, one of the options, maybe a more severe one is unless you want to start applying, you know, reinforcement and punishments to your kids, which you're just going to repeat their junior, senior year of high school, I guess. But um, often parents are realizing I'm just unwilling to tolerate this kind of behavior. And then the, the option is you remove them from the house. And what you're saying is, wow, a lot of parents are, are at some point unwilling to do that. And then they feel very stuck and, right. and very hopeless about how to handle this situation. Yeah, and, um, but and it may require just that. You are like, there's no magic solution. Yeah. Sometimes. Like if you've got a frustrating situation, but you're not willing to kick them out, like, you are just stuck. Well, and I think a lot of adult kids kind of start reading this. They start reading the situation. Right. They're a little smarter than you think they are. Pretty quickly, and they realize, wow, mom slash dad is never going to make me move out no matter what I do or how frustrated they get. And again, you'll get what you tolerate, I think. Yeah. So, okay. So let's, let's try and end on a slightly more hopeful, optimistic note here. Cause, sure. Because there are situations that just don't have good uh, solutions, I think. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Many of these. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what, I mean, what would you do? Like, let's say um, you've got, well, you do have a couple relatively adult children, don't you, Dr. Silver? Yeah, they're getting close. <laughs> you don't want to admit it yet, but they're, they're basically, <laughs> one is, they're, they're dang approaching it. One, there. one is, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you, you've, you've got an adult child living at home, 
and it's clearly not a good fit, right? Mm-hmm. You're not like at your breaking point yet, but you're, you're getting pretty frustrated. You've, t- you've tried some things. It's just not working. Let's say, okay, at the end of the day, I am willing to, I would kick them out if I needed to, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. is there a, is there a slightly better way? Like what, what's the, what's the um, plan A before we have to get to plan B of just kick them out? You, you know, I, I might start with, I'm unwilling to let you live here for free. You know, oh, interesting. Um, okay. uh, and, and to look at, you know, I don't have a problem with you being here, but I, it's not going to be, um, I'm not going to pay all those expenses, mm-hmm. you know, and my expectation is that you chip in this much um, each, each month or whatever that is. Um, but I, I would start really clear. And, and then if you're unwilling to do that, then I'm willing to kick you out. So what if you say, so I'm imagining a lot of, a lot of the parents I have talked to about this, they're saying, well, like, I don't know, I don't really need the money. Like, it's not about, um, I don't need rent money for my kid. And, and really my big issues have nothing to do with money. They have to do with their laundry and like uh, coming in and out at, you know, mm-hmm. 2 a.m. and, mm-hmm. you know, coming home drunk and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the rationale for um, the pay, pay me rent thing, given, given that? Um, well, I look at this thing as much more about, I don't want to stunt my, my child's development, mm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and by, by allowing them to kind of, um, for, for allowing them to come for me to cover all those expensive, I'm, I'm really kind of preventing my child from learning that they are responsible for their lives and, and have some ownership and some investment in the quality of life they have. I love this. Cause I think this is, when I hear people talking about these situations, I, in the back of my mind, I can't help but think like the laundry isn't the problem. The, yeah, them yeah. like like coming in and out at two a.m. That's not the real problem. The real problem, I think, is that your kid is um, either in or acting from a developmentally kind of immature mm-hmm. level, right? Mm-hmm. And so the real question is, how can I help them get to that point of being more sort of mature and responsible, right? Mm-hmm. And so you might if that's your overall goal, right, there are a lot of ways you could kind of encourage them to go in that direction. And if you, chances are, I would bet, this is part of your line of thinking, I think, but if you do get a kid who starts to work enough and be responsible enough to pay you rent every single month, probably a lot of other issues of responsibility maturity would um, fall into place once that one Yeah, going. I think that would generalize pretty quickly. Now, right. you know, as I think about me as a father, um, yeah, I'd be unwilling to kind of have these discussions very often too, you know, with my, with my adult child. Oh, what do you mean? Tell me about um, that. I, I don't want to continue parenting intensively into their adulthood. So mm-hmm. I think I would say, look, um, you run afoul of one or two of these and, and I'm unwilling to let you live here anymore. Yeah. You know, and that's a, that's a very clear expectation from the get go that I don't want to be in a position where I'm begging you to pick up your room again and, uh, pleading with you to do your laundry, you know, as if you're in high school again. I'm, I'm, I'm unwilling to do that. And, and, and unfortunately, I think the, the real only leverage you have in this situation is that they don't live there, right. you know, and so... Because um, they're 26, you can't put them in timeout anymore. Yeah, timeouts don't work <laughs> and a chore chart with stars doesn't work anymore and <laughs> some of those things. Or That doesn't do work re- on my three-year-old. Do I don't know how it's going <laughs> to work on a 26-year-old. But, but do you really want to put yourself in a position where you're considering like how am I going to reinforce or engage or, or punish my child, my adult child? Um, and, and do you really want to put yourself in that position yeah. to do those things? Or, or is it like any other contract as an adult where if you don't follow through, that's it. And, right. and, um, yeah. So I, I'd be very, 
in my own mind, I'm very kind of aware of what kind of quality of life I want to have. And, um, my, my, a lot of my boundaries would be around, you don't live here if you don't follow the boundary. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.